Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. P-Dub here. Today's episode is a solo one. The reason why is because we're going to be talking about some security things regarding technology, and uh, we didn't really require a guest. So we're talking about the last pass breach that happened um, at the end of last year, 2022. Here we are, January 2nd, 2023, and... What are we left with? We're left with some situations that uh, a situation that we have to determine what's our next course of action. Like all things, like providing home security, technology security for ourselves, uh, family security when we're out in public, we have to think about what's our preparation. What's the the next step if we find that um, a pattern that we've been exhibiting or um, a solution that we've deployed has failed? We've got to go back to the drawing board, re-engineer take a look at what we're doing wrong, and then adjust. Um, and I don't think it needs to be like all, everything that we think about, but it should just be in the back of our minds and something that we're thinking about in terms of preparedness, just to pro- pro- provide a, a safe environment for ourselves and for our family, et cetera, et cetera. So let's talk about, let's get into it. Let's talk about LastPass. Back in August 2022, so we're looking at you know six months ago, back in August, they got a breach. Hacker got in using some employees' credentials, and in today's security landscape, that's really not that big of a deal Um, in terms of, like, all of the breaches that happen. People are getting hacked all the time. What is important, what is a big deal about that is that by using that specific employee's credentials, they were able to gain access to source code information, the development environment, um, a lot of technical data about how LastPass uh, utilizes their technology to provide security for its users. And that's pretty big. That's a big deal because now uh, what they can, what the hackers can do with that information is uh, we have your source code. We know how you're encrypting the data. We know how you're deploying the security. We know where it's coming from, where it's going, et cetera, et cetera, right? So if I can piece apart your operation, I know how to get at you. And if I can get it you, I can get it your users. So that is a big deal. Um, I ha- I don't have this completely substantiated. I'm still doing a little bit of research on it, and I don't think it matters. But I think that in August, they didn't change that person's credentials. Again, unsubstantiated, but that's what I'm reading. And I'm like, for real? You're telling me a security company? Uh, after a big breach, they didn't change that user's credentials? Uh, I I highly doubt that. I highly, highly doubt that, but I did read that somewhere, and I'm like, oh, boy, scary stuff. Okay, so what else happened? Let's keep going down. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of history. We're going to figure out, you know, all the stuff that happened, and then we'll talk about, like, what to do, okay? Um, So they gain access to that whole thing. Now fast forward into uh, the fall. I think it's like the end of November um, or sometime around there, right? Uh, the, The hackers get in again using uh, the information they gained the first time in August. Now they get a ton of data. What da- what's the data they got? They got the password vault, your master vault of all the, of all the users. I don't think it was all the users, but like a, a shit ton of them, right? So pardon my French, we're going to be swearing in this one. <laughs> um, so they gain access to all these customer vaults, and this is a big deal because now they have your vaults. So hackers can brute force uh, your vault... Because now it's no longer just sitting on LastPass's servers. They've now taken those vaults and they have them and they're 
at the hacker's home or, you know, private servers or whatever, and they can do whatever they want with those vaults. So they can brute force, they have those vaults, and uh, they can brute force attack those vaults. Now, what is your vault? If you're a LastPass user, you know what that is. It's basically your little uh, piece of their cloud that's encrypted with your master password. Now, the big deal is like the zero trust, zero knowledge environment that LastPass has, and they say, we don't have your password. So, that vault has, you have that password, and when you enter it, that's entered and encrypted. It gains access through a hash, blah, 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 stuff you don't need to care about right now, right? But you have that password, and then you gain access to that vault. Now, what's in that vault? It's a big deal. It's all your stuff. It's your bank. It's your access to whatever your Google account, your Microsoft account, um, your uh, your porn sites, whatever you're doing, right? All the all the stuff that you don't want people to like have access to that's personal to you. It's that's what's in your vault. It's your username, your password, your notes, your all your private data and everything. And you want to be able to trust that it never gets accessed by anyone other than yourself or people in your family, whoever people you trust, right? Um, so now that they have those vaults, what what's this brute force thing? This is kind of important to know. Is that um, and this is why you can't be using like Spider-Man 1985 as your password because it's a, a single word that's known and a simple string of numbers, four numbers, right? And what's the time frame that it would take for a hacker's algorithmic software um, using some AI and some brute force software? How long would it take to hack Spider-Man 1985? That would take seven hours. Seven hours and I'm in. And I and, and if that's your master password if that's your vault master password i'm in that thing and i've got now all of the credentials for all of your other websites so that's why your master password is so critical um and so the hackers it, they they're going to be brute forcing uh all of these vaults that they have right uh they've got them they're brute forcing them and what are they going to do when they brute force it? They're going to have access to all your stuff. And they're going to be looking for Bob and Sally that has millions of dollars. They're going to be, oh, I've got access to your Chase Bank, your USAA, your Bank of America, whatever. I've got now access to your credentials. And if you're not using two-factor authentication for any of this stuff, dude, all I need is your username and password for any of these things, and I'm in. So uh, the saving grace, and we'll talk about two-factor authentication here in a minute, um, but the saving grace would be that you have two-factor or multi-factor or whatever set up for all of these things, and then it's way less likely that you're going to get hacked. But here's the thing. If you have your master password, that's Spider-Man 1985, and you use Spider-Man 1985 on your bank, your Google, your whatever, right, and it's the same password, God help you. And you don't have two-factor authentication, forget about it. You're done. <laughs> Wrap it up, baby. Um, so... Um, brute force, though, is as you add characters, digits uh, to your to your um, to your password, it becomes more complicated for that software to hack it. Um, not counting other methods by which hackers will gain access, like social engineering and uh, key loggers and other things like that. Um, but just talking about brute force is that if I can make that same password, Spider-Man 1985, and I put it, and I am looking at a board here just because I wanted to read it, and I'll put a little side thing for you. But um, if I can turn that into, if I can make spider be a dollar sign with a three in it, and then a space, and then man is M at sign N space 1985 exclamation point, what I've now done is 
complicated that. There's no actual real word in the English language written there. I've got special characters thrown in throughout, plus spaces. Brute Force um, um, hacking software has a harder time with spaces, has a harder time with special characters. And then if you mix it up with lowercase, uppercase letters, 1985 exclamation point, you've now made a much longer password. But guess what? You remember Spider-Man 1985. That's an easy password you remember. All you got to remember now is, oh yeah, there's a a dollar sign, a three, an at sign, some spaces. But once you start typing that like three or four times, you'll be like, it's it's wired in. I know Spider-Man 1985 plus uh, a little bit of that extra complexity. So that's how you can make a really complex password uh, work for you. It doesn't have to be gibberish completely to where you, it's just indistinguishable and you're like, I can never remember this like insane password and I'll, I'll never be able to type that. It's, it's just not practical, I think, for like the everyday person. Um, but if you make it something that's knowable uh, by you, then it's easier. Obviously, don't make it knowable like the last four of your social or the, your address or the year you graduated from high school. Don't make it personal to you. Make it something crazy. So an example is that um, obviously LastPass has its like pre-selected passwords that'll give you, but again, it's a bunch of gibberish and craziness, and there's like no way you'll remember that. So what I like to use is something like um, if we make a password blue crush space frog twenty two exclamation point, and if I put that in enough times, I'll just remember like blue crush space frog, and it's just it doesn't mean anything to anyone, and there's no full English word in there, um, but I just know like it's just a a series of words that eventually it becomes a mnemonic device. I just remember Blue Crush Space Frog, and it's fun to to say, and um, and my brain will remember that easily. So, and it has nothing to do with me. No, and by the way, none of this is my password, <laughs> but. Um, these words are just random words that I chose for this example for you, and you can you can use uh, something like that. Just make it random and fun, and uh, and you'll probably remember that. Okay, so enough about the brute force stuff. But I, I did think that was important enough for you to remember, like um, for you to understand why brute force is a big deal in this case, because the hackers have access to all these vaults, and they're going to be brute forcing them, guaranteed. Um, so if... Uh, we use the original Spider-Man 1985. It's a seven-hour hack, easy business. I'm in all of your stuff, and I got you. If we use the Spider-Man 1985 with the characters, the spaces, the excl- exclamation point, the hack time on that with a brute force software is two trillion years. Trillion. That's forever, basically. Obviously, brute force technology will advance. So uh, if they hit the go button today... Yeah, that's two trillion years based on modern day hacking uh, software, modern day um, uh, processing power, RAM, all that stuff, right? Uh, crunching numbers, GPU powers, because they're probably using GPUs and things like that to uh, boost the power on these on these machines. But uh, nevertheless, before tr- two trillion years comes up, you'll be dead, or you will have probably changed your password. If you're a smart person, change your password realistically probably every 90 days. And that's going to seem like a pain in the ass to you, but change your goddamn password. <laughs> stop stop using the same password you used from f- 15 years ago. Like it's you're just asking for someone to eventually gain access to that password either through a brute force attack, a keylogger, some kind of social engineering, malware, any number of things. 
um, and don't use the same password on the same on all your apps, right? Like divvy it up and um, and make it more complicated. And LastPass has some features on there that um, obviously you can differentiate and make crazy passwords um, that you would, you don't even know. And um, and then you can differentiate passwords between all your sites. Um, I do want to add this caveat. I am not endorsed by LastPass. I don't have a conversation with them or any kind of relationship whatsoever other than being a customer of LastPass um, on the business side. Um, but I'm not uh, being endorsed by them or, or any other uh, tech company for this video for, for that matter. So I think it's important to know. Okay, uh, let's, let's go to what now. What do we do now? I'm a LastPass user. Uh, P-Dub, help me. I'm a LastPass user. What do I do? Option one. If you, ex if you exercise option one and you don't do anything, we can arguably say there will eventually be a breach. That if you don't do anything, if you don't change any kind of passwords and you just keep using LastPass as is, uh, based on the information uh, from this recent breach, I'd say that eventually, arguably, we can say just count on yourself being breached and having your identity taken and all your shit messed with on all your sites that are saved within your vault of LastPass. Arguably, right? We can argue, oh, I have a complex master password, and, you know, as long as they don't brute force that, then I'm safe. Well, just why? Why tempt fate? <laughs> why, why play games with the devil, right? Like, let's just change change that. So I don't recommend option one, but it is, a, it is an option. Option two, you can change your master password. Now, that will prevent them from accessing your live vault that's in LastPass. But remember, they stole that data, the vault, right? They have, the, they have your vault, more than likely, in some kind of server somewhere that the hacker can play with. Now, all they have to do is brute force your master password. If they can brute force your master password and get into your vault, you haven't changed any of those passwords that are saved in your vault. Guess what? Once they, on this isolated server, brute force your master password, get into your vault, and now they can get your bank credentials. They can go to the real world off of their server and on the internet and now log into the bank with your credentials. So I would, argue, I would say that option two is basically the same outcome as option one. If, you don't, if, you, if all you do is change your master password, I would say arguably, again, it's arguable, that you, you'll eventually get breached. There'll be something where someone will access your stuff. Um, so option one and option two, I would say, aren't real options, but I'm just presenting the choices to you. <laughs> you can do it with it what you want. Option three, change your master password and all of the passwords within your vault. Now that's changing everything. So that means that whatever that hacker has on that private server now is meaningless. So they could brute force that hack, uh, the, the, the vault password. They can get in, get your passwords to all your banks, all your special secret sites that you don't want people to find out about, all whatever, right? They can get access to that uh, and, and now try to take that to the real world. They won't be able to use it because you've changed all that stuff. And that's really uh, the best course of action, um, the most immediate course of action that you could take right now, I think. Option four... I think is a bit of a nuclear um, decision, but you could leave LastPass. Now, um, if you take all of your stuff and you just move it over to some other password manager, and the point of this video isn't really to talk about those other choices. There's a ton of 
other choices out there for um, securing your password. There's other password managers out there. Um, LastPass is the convenient one. Why? Because that vault will is accessible from your phone, your tablet, your computer, and, and it just makes life easy, uh, convenient, um, while maintaining security for all of your stuff. I think it's good. Um, but option four, you can leave LastPass. Um, there's some that are similar to LastPass where they have like a cloud synchronized thing where you download the app um, to all your different devices and et cetera, et cetera. There's some other localized ones too. And in my mind, uh, they, the local ones, I think in a way, could be viewed as better because there's no cloud. There's no, there's no cloud for a hacker to attack other than your computer. But does the, does the hacker know that you have all your passwords on your computer on a localized password manager? Probably not. And is a hacker going to spend all of their time attacking individuals with a laptop um, that have a password manager on it? They, one, they don't even know to look there. So there's security through obscurity. Write that one down. Security through obscurity. They don't know you're there. They can't attack you. Uh, number two with that is, um, um, well, that's it. There's just a number one. <laughs> they're just looking for number one, man. If they can't find you, they can't attack you. Um, they're busy looking for big companies. They're trying to attack Microsoft, LastPass, Okta, um, all of which have been hacked, by the way. Uh, they're, they're trying to attack Citrix, which have been hacked, VMware. Everybody's been hacked, right? So in today's security landscape, you've got to understand that Everybody that you're trusting with any kind of stuff, they're, they're under attack constantly from hackers, okay? So the best thing you can do, and we're, that which takes us kind of, kind of takes us home here, is that the best thing you can do is, like I said earlier, is deploy two-factor authentication or uh, what would be considered MFA, multi-factor authentication. You have multiple ways of providing security for yourself other than just username and password. So what does that look like? You've used it before. You've logged into uh, some kind of website, and they said, hey, before we can log you in, we're going to send you a text message to your phone, and we'll send you a six-digit code. Plug in that six-digit code, and now we'll let you in. Because is it likely that they have your username, your password, and access to your text messages? It's not likely. It's very unlikely, right? Um, or you can use an authenticator app so that... Um, uh, Instead of getting a text message, it's an application on your phone. Um, you have the Google Authenticator, Microsoft Authenticator. There's other ones like that, but basically they just give you that six-digit code, and you plug it in, and um, it's similar to like uh, what, well, I don't want to get into RSA and all that stuff. I don't want to complicate the thing, but because some of you may not be tech people, so I don't want to get too far into it. Um, but the important thing is that for LastPass or whatever password manager you use for that master password, have two-factor authentication for it. Yeah, it's going to be a little more of a pain in the ass because before I can get logged into my vault and before I can get logged into all my blah, 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 whatever, I need to plug in this code off of the text message or the authenticator app. But I think your, sa your safety and your security is worth it. Also, uh, it, it depends on what it, what it is that you're trying to secure. If you're just... Bob and Sally, and you're trying to secure your bank and your uh, whatever, right? You're just your basic stuff, um, your Google account, your Netflix account, your Spotify, YouTube, 
premium, whatever it is, like that your basic stuff, I, I think that you're going to be fine using two-factor authentication. Now, if you're um, a developer of LastPass and you're an employee protecting source code information that's intellectual property that protects millions of people and there's billions of dollars on the line, uh, maybe there needs to be a higher level of security, a little more scrutiny there in, in the way that security is deployed for those people. And um, I guarantee you LastPass and all the people that have been hit by these attacks, they've um, employed much stricter security protocols. Um, but for you, Bob and Sally, and anyone else just listening, like you're just living your life, you're a regular person, you don't have um, intellectual property that you're protecting, you don't have government secrets or anything like that, you're good just using two-factor authentication, SMS app. Okay, so let me come back. So protect your master password, protect your vault with two-factor authentication, and then uh, protect each of your accesses to the bank, Google, Spotify, all those aforementioned services. Protect them with two-factor authentication as well. Yes, that's double. <laughs> the vault is protected with two, uh, TF, uh, 2FA, and those individual services that are stored within your vault for those credentials, that is also 2FA. Um, again, it's going to be a little bit of a pain in the ass, but I think it's worth it. Highly worth it. And um, once you get that into your normal daily routine, it's not that big of a deal. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do. And now I'm just going to kind of riff here on this for a minute. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do that, hey, if your phone is within Bluetooth proximity of this laptop, you're not going to ask me for all that extra stuff because obviously I'm near my work computer, my home computer, and, and I'm, it's, I'm, I'm telling the phone it's safe. We're, we're in a safe environment because we're within proximity of the house or whatever, some kind of smart device, right? Um, there's ways you can set that up to where if I'm in within that safe zone, then you're not going to ask me for all those extra verifications. You just want username, um, password that gets dumped in by LastPass automatically. Um, if you have it set up that way and then you're good. Um, and then if I'm away from home, like let's say I'm at the, um, not that this happens very often anymore these days, but if I'm at like the business center of the hotel and I'm logging into one of their computers, well, the phone knows, uh, well, I'm not within the safe zone, so I'm going to ask for all the two-factor authentication stuff and we're going to go through all these additional security steps because we're in an area that's not trusted. Um, same thing if you're using your friend's computer or anything like that. It's not a trusted zone, so then the phone um, locks and there's other things you can do with your phone um, similar to that but basically um, it's proximity trust uh, trust but through proximity um, uh, to to the security area all right enough about that um, I think that pretty much covers it pretty much covers like what's going on with LastPass what um, what kind of secure password you want to be able to have and then uh, what are your options um, I think option three, really, just like, you know, if you want to stick with LastPass, that's fine. Change your password on the master uh, password for the vault and then change all your subsequent passwords that are stored in there. I have hundreds of them, and it was a beatdown. <laughs> it took a while. Um, but I think it's, again, it's worth it. And then I still think that's faster than leaving LastPass and setting up a whole new thing because... Um, it just is, right? Um, modifying a thing that's already established is always easier. Maintenance is always cheaper than repair, right? So if I'm 
repairing and replacing and getting a whole new password manager, that's going to take a lot more work. Um, but if you feel like you need to, then absolutely go for it. So we covered the options. And then um, lastly, just make sure you have additional security set up for all of the things that you log into, especially the ones like Netflix isn't that isn't such a big of a deal because you're not really storing secure data or anything. So yeah, maybe you can let that one slide. Um, but remember, they've got access to your bank card, right? They're charging your card every month and maybe they have access to that bank information. So if they gain access to your Netflix and now they have your bank card and now they have your dick. Okay. <laughs> Pardon my French. Um, and so, uh, yeah, maybe you, uh, you know, just be security minded, right? Lastly, I do want to say that you've been watching these P-Dub podcast episodes and I'm just shooting the shit with friends, right? And I, I'm actually sitting in the guest chair today just for fun. Um, but normally you see a guest sitting here in this chair and I'm interviewing on the other side of the table and we're talking, we're having a good time and that's the podcast. Well, I actually have a company and that's how I make my, uh, my actual money for, uh, for life. And so, um, it's uh, wind up solutions. And so I do security. And so if you've got a company, you've got a number of users that are interested in security, um, definitely I'll put a link in the, in the video, you can check out wind up solutions and um, and we do ransomware recovery, we do security assessments, um, disaster recovery planning, a whole bunch of things. So I've got years of um, experience in architecting solutions for um, large organizations uh, across the globe. And uh, security is certainly one of the considerations in uh, designing these large-scale solutions. Um, mainly focusing on business. I'm not doing it so much for, like, individual consumers, but... Um, Sure, we can talk. I'm happy to talk tech uh, with anybody um, about these things. So thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. Um, I'm supposed to tell you, like, yeah, hit subscribe because that definitely helps. Um, do the like button and share this with others because I think it's important to share this because most of the time you just see a bunch of articles and a bunch of tech mumbo jumbo and you're like, what in the hell is all this shit? I don't understand this. So I think this video helps kind of, that's why I wanted to make this video. It's, it's a little more like low key. We're just shooting the shit, talking about tech, talking about last pass. What do I do? And I think this is a little more helpful to you. So if it was helpful to you, please let me know in the comments. And, um, and, uh, if this is like on Spotify or something else that you're watching it, then uh, you can't comment, but, um, you can hit me up on the website or hit me up on YouTube so thanks for watching. Peace out.